Welcome to Catch and Release, a podcast project undertaken by more than 100 English 12 students from Sir Winston Churchill Secondary in Vancouver, BC. In these episodes, you'll be hearing about their memories, big moments from their lives, their regrets, and their dealings with mental health. We hope that after catching these stories, you find a way to release what's holding you back. Thank you for listening. Homeless. Helpless. Hopeful. This is The Homeless, The Helpless, and The Hopeful. In general, 30 to 35% of those experiencing homelessness have a mental illness. This can impede their opportunities and careers, causing them to regret much more in life than someone who may not suffer from a mental illness. One concern going into this is obviously safety because we're going to downtown and there are there's a lot of crime that happens there and since we're just a couple of teenagers um, there is a possibility that something could happen so we have to be vigilant and keep an eye on things while they're happening. My main idea was to interview elders and prisoners because of my hypothesis that they would have opposite answers about their regrets. However, this idea was very hard to execute due to the fact that we didn't know any prisoners who would want to talk to us. As well, many places did not let us because of their guidelines. We ended up having to change that idea and we decided to change the demographic to homeless people. We thought this was another interesting demographic to interview because some decisions that they regret could have been the reason for where they are today. Going into these interviews, I felt very vulnerable because I assumed that many homeless people wouldn't want to talk to teenagers about their regret. For the initial thoughts going into the interviews, um, I don't think it's going to be very easy getting people, to, random people to talk to us just because regret is such a sensitive topic and if somebody came up to me on the street asking for an interview about regret, I would most likely say no. So I can't really expect other people to cooperate, but all we can do is hope that they do. Um, especially since it's homeless people, um, there's no uh, denying that there's a lot of homeless people that are on drugs, it's just a fact. I feel like I'm going to have to go into the interview with an open mind. I think it's going to be hard to get people to open up and share their past with us. I think some people are going to be okay with talking and expressing their regrets, while others are going to have a harder time talking about their lives or they might not be willing to share. To ask complete strangers to open up and share their regrets is going to be the most challenging part. I feel some strangers might be intimidated a group of teenagers basically asking you to open about your past life and deepest regret can be weird. For interviewing the homeless people, I'm still really excited because uh, I feel like people in society sometimes think that homeless people are less of a less of people, and it's going to be interesting to get their stories and get their take on things. And because I don't usually talk to many homeless people that often, it'll be a cool new thing to try out. Okay, there's enough people down here that I see sitting in bars and stuff, and they're ripping themselves apart about stuff that happened 30 years ago. See, this is what the regrets they have, the stuff. I, w I wish I could go back and do it again. I wish I could do this. I wish I could do that. Well, you, wishing don't get you any far. It, it doesn't get you wishing on a star. It doesn't. You've, you've got to pick up the ball and get one step ahead of the other, ahead of the other. Learn from it. Don't do it again. That's simple as that. I'm Vita, and we're at Vancouver. We're in um, 
Victory, Victory Square. Square, yeah. And we're interviewing, um, what's your name? Gary Allen. Okay. How are you today? Just wonderful. Okay, can you tell us about yourself and tell us about who you are and how would your family and friends and members of your community describe you? <laughs> uh, okay, I am retired. I'm retired, but I, I, I'm a street musician. I'm a busker. I, I have venues I play sometimes, but I also play on the streets. That's, that's my world, and I love it. I love my job. Um, back in your earlier days, what were you doing? Um, I can't really answer that because I, I wasn't, yeah, the, those days were totally separate from my new life, okay? Okay. <laughs> so what's, uh, can you tell us about some of the struggles you were facing then? Some of the struggles? Yeah. Uh, I suffer from a congenital mental illness. That, that seems to be a, a constant burden to me, but it's uh, being treated and I do okay. Is uh, regret something that you think that helps individuals or do you think it make, do you think it helps them or grow or do you think they puts them back. Well, regret is not a good, necessarily a good thing, yeah. but acceptance of what you've done and a, and a desire to improve upon that is a good thing. Um, is there anything that you regret? I, do, I don't really work with that word. Uh, there, there's things that I wouldn't do again. Okay. But regret is, I, I try not to look backwards, I try to look forwards. Especially as you get older, you, you don't want to be sitting like reliving your past all the time. What you want to do is look forward and keep proceeding, one step ahead of, uh, ahead of the other, right? So after listening to Gary Allen, I just want to say he's a really nice and genuine guy. Um, learning about him, I learned that he has a sort of mental illness that was treated. Uh, he's also a street performer. When Beat asked him about regret, he seemed to take regret as something that was, you know, not good and something he doesn't like to dwell in. Um, he does not like to look back at regret. He seems to move forward. When Bita asked him about his own regrets, he seemed to distance himself from his past self. So you think the idea of regret is something one should go through in their life or not? I don't see it as productive. A lot, a lot of us have regretted stuff, but you know, it, it's not productive. It really isn't. I, I want to move forward. And don't do it again, that's all. Yeah. I, I, I don't like people saying they're sorry to me. I don't want to hear sorry. Yeah. I want to see, just don't do it again. Yeah. That's, that's what I want to hear, right? <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. So, you, so you think living with no regret is a better way to live? Well, the, the, it just, there might be a better way to handle it, that's all. You know, regret sometimes is inevitable, right? Short term, but don't live with it. It just eats you up inside. It really does. It's very, you know, it's destructive. Okay, thank you so much. There you go. Well, Um, how are you today? I'm pretty good, actually, not considering, okay. you know. Hey, uh, uh, I'm still here, and I, I've broken my neck, so that's that's a bonus. Uh, I'm I'm a retired sheriff. <laughs> I used to work at a Riverview. Oh, nice. Well, I don't know if it's nice, <laughs> but somebody had to do it, and... Back then, I was too small to be a regular cop, so <laughs> so they made me uh, a hospital cop, a hospital sheriff, and I looked after crazy people. I had a patient patient work crew. I had a psycho. I had a, a murderer. I had a guy from Riverside. 
and three regular crazy guys. And I ran one of the laundry trucks for like four out of five and a half years I worked there, among other things. Uh, how would your family, friends, or members of the community describe you? Oh, they wouldn't describe me very well. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a younger brother that told me I should go back, go back to work. And I guess if I really wanted to, I could. Because I've even I've been in RCMP auxiliary. I can go work out at Poco if I want. I just don't think I really want to work with. It's too close to Riverview. <laughs> what struggles were you facing then? Uh, I couldn't. Still can't do it. Put weight on. I'm. I'm. I'm a. For, for a guy that's supposed to be a great big guy, I'm a run. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, mo- most most cops that I meet that are five foot seven and a half and, and 150 pounds are women. <laughs> well, it's true. Yeah. So, but they've changed. They're changing that. They're changing that. Uh, is regret something you think that helps individuals grow or not? Uh, I really regret. No, I don't think so. Not if you kind of, kind of shuffle things around. Uh, and it's like when I was first working at the hospital, I took a course on stained glass, and I'm still doing it. <laughs> when I get another place, it's got to have a place with one room in particular that's ventilated enough that I can go in there and, and do my leaded panels and, and such. I was doing like killer whales and dolphins and s- sailboat windows, all kinds of stuff for years. And I uh, never had a problem selling them. Uh, I've been uh, making art since it was well, 15 in selling yeah, so that's, that's, that's the good thing that I've added, but I have, you know, I mean, I, n- I never would have figured I'd ever end up with a guy that had killed, and I did, from Riverside, I had a guy on my crew that had killed seven people with an axe, about a burning. <laughs> Do you know if he regretted anything that, uh, all the stuff he's done? He was very... I don't think so. No, I think he was really withdrawn. I think he was, from what I could read, from what I could see of him, he was beaten as a kid, and that's how he got. They wouldn't tell me. I had to have lunch with his charge nurse, big guy, you know, and a bunch of the other staff before they turned him over to me, and they would, not one of them, they would not tell me who he had killed. You know, just that he had killed, and that where I, I figured they were family members. You know, that's kind of because they were they were all within this this uh, area around the Okanagan. Hey, eh? Vernon, kind of yeah. So they were family, and they picked on him. And one day he snapped. Was living a regretful life because of it, or was he living free? Because he had to be locked up 
They lock him up for the best part of almost 10 years. Yeah. He was down at Riverside. And he's, I've kind of always kind of kept an eye on, on his name in the paper and stuff like that. But then that's just being who I am. And he's never reoffended and he's not dead yet. <laughs> you know, which is, that's two good things, but. Uh, you know, I keep thinking that's what he did. He's, he's. It was payback time at age 19, and somehow this, who knows? Maybe he left. He lived close to the fire hall, or something. <laughs> Could have been. Is there anything that you regret? Uh, I'm sorry I ever broke my neck. No. Oh yeah, I'd still be up skiing. I had my level one ski instructors, I'd still be up at Whistler. Because I, I mean, I've skied with guys uh, almost my age up at Whistler that were skiing five days a week and, and... The first thing that is apparent about the interview with the broken neck guy is that he seems to go off on a tangent many, th- many times throughout our interview and start talking about things that hardly have anything to do with our questions. This may be due to the fact that he was smoking marijuana before and during the few first minutes of our interview with him, but nonetheless, it was an interesting talk. From what he told us, he was a retired sheriff that used to work at Riverview Mental Hospital in Coquitlam. His stories about the psychotic and murderous patients he had to deal with were certainly very interesting. When we asked him about his regret, he mentioned that he regretted breaking his neck because it prevented him from living out his retirement years, skiing like his friends were doing. However, when talking about regret, one thinks more of decisions they make in their lives as opposed to actions that they don't really have much control over. We tried to ask him again about any other regrets that he might have, but he answered the same, the broken neck. This could indicate that he is not comfortable talking about some other past regrets. For example, in the beginning of our interview, he mentioned that his family wouldn't describe him as a great person. This shows he might have a rough past relationship with his family, which could easily be something that could be uncomfortable for someone to talk about. On the other end, he really could regret only breaking his neck, though it's very unlikely. We didn't want to be invasive, so we didn't ask any more about his personal regrets. He said that everyone is bound to face regret at one point or another in their lives, but he didn't think of regret as something that was constructive. As far as the way he acted during and after the interview, he was a very nice and cheerful. As the interviewee, he was very interesting stories and it was a pleasure to talk to. Talk to. I mean, nine months the year I did work at Riverview, and I did have a patient worker to pay babysit. Some of them took some babysitting. You know, like my psycho really was a psycho. He he tried to kill me one morning about ten minutes after the shift started, and about a month and a half, two months after me, he went after a young RN. Not a psych nurse. Psych nurse would have seen it coming. And a registered nurse. He put her in intensive care for two weeks. He was not a nice man. And uh, I saved his life one day, and I got shit for it. <laughs> From one of my training officers. <laughs> he said, do we ever let that happen again? Next time he decides he's going to have a have a have one of his self delusions and kill himself, you have to turn your head and close your eyes and count to sixty and let let God have his way. 
Did you did you regret saving his life? Sort of. After after he kept on beating up. Actually, what ha- what happened was one of the staff he beat up a, a little guy like me quit about four days later, and they they uh, replaced him with a football player. And I took him aside and I said, the next time you touch a nurse, you are you are going to spend two to four months in the emergency. Simple as that. You, 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 I'm, I says, I, I said, go, go back and tell, tell, tell charge nurse Phillips exactly what I told you and tell her who told you so and see if she has any empathy for you. <laughs> uh, do you think? That was the end of his, well, no, he did, he just, because he, <laughs> he knew I, I, I could bump him up and I could turn him into a pile of, Broken bones in under ten minutes, five minutes. Yeah. Do you think that idea of regret is something one should go through in their life? Uh, I think most people are bound to. You know, they'll meet somebody or so, you know some situation that they wish they hadn't walked away from. You know. Uh, I've had to because I mean I've worked a few places where some of the people I worked with just aggravated me so badly that if I kept on working there I was going to kill them and I was with the training I've, I've, I've got my military training either just going to push it a little too far I was either going to bump them off or I'm, I was going to hurt them so bad they were never going to get better again. You know, as simple as that. You know, you, you want you want to screw with the little guy. <laughs> you know. Uh, do you regret the things that you haven't done in your life, or the things that you have done? I wish I hadn't broke my neck. I'd still be up skiing, really. Because I've skied with buddies of mine that were in their late 50s and 60s, and they were still having a wonderful time. That's what I was hoping for when I got older. But uh, with an injury like this, it doesn't go away. And uh, I was told all I needed is one or two more good falls, and that would be totally... I would be in the Rick Henson Club permanently. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're welcome, guys. Music in this episode is Running Waters by Audionautics, taken from Creative Commons, as well as Secret Conversations by the 126ers from Creative Commons as well, and Terminal D by Silent Partner, also taken from Creative Commons. Music is also provided by Free Music 109.